Oh, what does this button do? Anyway, we're recording. recording. That was crazy. Commencing recording. That was scary. Oh, recorded. Um, hi everyone. Here we are. Here I am once again. Torn into pieces. Hi, everyone. It is episode 29 of Stuck Inside and Hungry All the Time. And we are here. We are maybe queer. Get used to us. Um, you never know. You never know. This episode is a special one and kind of like a serious one also at the same time um because may if no one knows is mental health awareness month so for this episode we're going to be talking about mental health awareness (laughs) just stuff about mental health um yeah i don't know where to start or how to start i did look up stuff so i guess we could start there i mean as many people with mental health problems don't know where to start yeah correct as as people with mental health issues we don't know where to start um I feel like a lot of people do have mental health issues, but they just don't know. Does that yeah. make sense? They either like don't know or don't recognize and or don't admit. I mean, it took me, I want to say for the pandemic, for me to be like, oh shit. I feel like that happened when I got I'm, problems. Like, I'm not trying to minimize your experience, but I feel yeah. like that for a lot of people. No, definitely the pandemic caused a lot like just being inside not being able to leave see your family people losing jobs people getting sick people dying like that definitely brought everyone's mental health to an all-time low I mean like low I know a lot of people committed suicide from because of being inside so long um because we need for especially people with mental health issues of any kind yeah we need like distractions we need oh yeah i mean whether it's unhealthy coping mechanisms like we we don't want unhealthy coping mechanisms. right but i mean to go outside and like see other people like yeah just interacting just interacting with people being able to go outside and just the sun or go out to eat go out to shop see your friends like for people with mental health problems that's a big thing because one it helps for some of us it helps us for others it keeps us distracted from our issues and it does though like I love a good retail therapy shop yeah I think I know definitely once the pandemic started and like I couldn't I didn't even though the squad we don't always see each other but the fact that we lost our option to see each other to be able to see each other that's when definitely for me I went down because I was like I can't see anyone i can't go anywhere it it was a lot i know and that's when i mean the only good well i guess the only good thing for me which i mean i work for my family so i got to see my dad regardless because i still had to go to work but for other people like you couldn't see your family like that yeah for me it was like it was me that would have yeah 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 and for me it was like I saw my family all the time but I couldn't see other people yeah like I couldn't expand like I couldn't see I could I couldn't be like all right even though I didn't have a car at the time but I couldn't be like okay I can have like Mackenzie come over or Manuela Morgana come over 
and stuff like that, especially at the beginning when it was like really, really bad. It was a lot. And like, I don't know, I feel like people talk more about it now but than they did 10 years ago. Like when mm-hmm. we were in high school, people did not talk about this. Well, we were in high school in two different, at different times. times. Yeah. May- maybe when you were in high school, people didn't really think about it when I, or talk yeah. about it when I was in high school, I want to say, Oh, for reference, I was in high school from like, when did you graduate high school? I graduated in 2009. I that graduated high school <laughs> and I graduated high school in 2014. So, so. <laughs> it's not a whole generation apart, but it's close. <laughs> so it's enough of a difference. Uh, I know for me, my generation is when there was starting to become more of an awareness of mental health issues and recognizing, you know, people with that possibly have stuff and just, you know, things that like my parents didn't really understand. Oh no. Like there's tons of things that people just used to sweep under the rug. Like for example, postpartum depression, people just thought you were sad, really sad. Yeah. And they were like, get out of it. I know (laughs) this is the greatest time of your life. You have a child. I know. Like, you know, I mean, neither one of us have children, but we're still women. So we know it's not like a fake issue because we still, it might be a little bit graphic for some people, but periods are perfectly natural. Like our hormones on her period, literally my up and down. So I can't even imagine. Mm. No, I can't. Cause I, especially like the week before my period comes actually two weeks before my period comes um two things happen one I'm ready to go yeah but I'm heated off ready to go all the time um and two is when I start to get sad for no reason and I will just lay in bed I'll just lay in bed like all around me are familiar faces like that's literally me I'll be just be in bed like super sad and for nothing, that's not for no normal. reason. Like, I mean, and then I'll like maybe nice. I'll maybe I'll like tear up for something oh, yeah. so small, like oh my boyfriend didn't text me good morning I'm- or whatever, and I'm here like he doesn't care, yeah. he doesn't love me, he doesn't whatever. Like, Girl, and, but I know, me. but I know damn well like that's irrational, not- and I know it's because of my period, so I get double mad which makes me feel worse because I'm like, I can't believe I'm letting my period win. I'm such a pussy. Like I like you could help it, but you literally like your hormones are doing this whole topsy turvy thing. Yeah. And when you are pregnant, that happens. And then when you give birth, your hormones drop and people yeah. are like, why are you so sad? I don't know. Maybe because I just shoved my roommate out of me that I've been holding, <laughs> on, to the, just, I've been holding on to for the past nine months and been literally keeping alive inside of me. And that's literally a part of me outside of myself. I just shot out my roommate. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure I'll talk about it more eloquently when I do have kids one day, but yeah, that's all I got, right? Yeah. I mean, I know people who have had postpartum depression. Oh, I know one of my aunts had it and she was like really bad. Um, and 
the thing is like postpartum depression is different for every woman. Like it's not, some people are sad. Some people literally hallucinate. Yeah. Just depression in general is different for everyone. And there's different levels. There's everybody's hormones and DNA are different. So that's yeah. Makes complete sense. Like nobody's experiences are going to be the same. I mean, you might have similar ones, but yeah, like you can sympathize with people who have depression or postpartum depression or any kind of like or any depression disorder i i fucking found out about post coital depression oh yeah post-sex depression i found that out the hard way and i didn't even and i and the only reason i knew that's what was going on because i had read about it some time ago in some like fun facts pages and then when it happened to me i'm like why am i crying why am i what is going on and then and like my boyfriend's hugging me and he's like it's gonna be okay I'm like I don't know why I'm crying I don't know what's going on and he's like did I hurt you was it bad I go no everything was fine I don't know why I'm crying and he just like hugged me and then like I took a shower and in the shower is where it came to me like a light bulb I was like what if I have like that post-sex depression thing and then I googled it I googled it and I read what it was about and I was like bro this is it and I told my boyfriend I was like I'm one of those motherfuckers and then I texted you guys remember I messaged you guys in the chat and I had said about it and then that's when we found out I think more more geezy also got went through that too Morgana went through that too or something like that I think she responded about something like that um, I don't know because I remember her being like, oh, that's what that is. And I was in my head, I was like, oh, she went through that too. Cool. I'm not alone. Um, but it was a lot. And it took me, a, it took me a while for, I read it takes like a couple, like an hour to almost a day for it to go away. I think something like that. And so for me, it took me a, a good, like maybe almost two hours and God bless my freaking person because he like fed me. <laughs> he like had me shower he fed me he would ask me like am I okay he'll just like lay down and hug me and we'll just watch tv or whatever it was weird thing about like mental illnesses like you're not alone like there's really so many people out there that like suffer from these but at the same time like when you're going through it you feel alone that's all you feel which is terrible it's the worst actually you know there's other people that go through like bipolar disorder anxiety attacks, depression, postpartum depression, panic attacks, like human phobias. There's all these different types of mental illnesses out there. Yeah. I really like, I don't know how people like shit on people who have them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, because those are the people who like don't understand and those are the people the black and white people it's like you're either fine or you're not or you're pos yeah but they don't understand especially like the brain man the brain is the brain is so complex yep there's tons and tons of connections and neurons and all that stuff that it's it's not black and white it's black white red brown glitter neon uv ray like it's a whole bunch of different things that but people are like when you're like oh i don't i'm not feeling good okay well just be happy yeah okay oh really (laughs) i'm sorry what a great idea i had i never dawned on me 
I know. I had but one person tell me that, and I was like, wow, I had never thought about it. I know, but that's to like people growing up in, I mean, here's the thing. I get people growing up different, like having generational like differences, but at the same time, you've had all this time to grow with yeah. like the changes. So how your stuff back in 1990, when people just thought people were sad after they had a baby to now, like, you know, about postpartum depression, like just make that woman some food and let her sleep. Yeah. You know, like just be there. All, all people really need is someone just to listen to them so they don't feel crazy. Because that's all people, Correct. they think people see them as is crazy. Or yeah. Sad, yeah. Or weird. Yeah. I found in my, in my little statistics thing <clears throat> as that as of June 2020, it says in late June, 40% of U.S. adults reported struggling with mental health or substance abuse. And then, which is one in six U- U.S. youths age six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. And then half of all lifetime mental illnesses begin by age 14 and 75% by age 24. So I'm like, mm. I mean, mine definitely hit me at age 24, even though I was like, struggling as growing up but pandemic hit man age 24 that was it that was the time my brain was like this year is our year girl we're going down and sugar we're going down swinging girl i know it's just i just really wish people would like feel more open to talk about it yeah and listen not like be like oh well maybe it's this or maybe it's that you know mm-hmm but I mean, that's why sometimes it's hard to speak to family about it, especially because guys, like they have biased, yeah. also like biased opinions will be like, oh no, but look that we all love you and you had a good life and you know that we love you. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I know that that's not the problem. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. That's I'm not, not what I'm saying. Love me. I'm saying that this, 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 is this, right. This. Which is when it's better to just speak to like get help. Exactly. Like go to therapy or whatever, because then you ha- you speak to somebody who doesn't know you. Oh, yeah. And you just tell you them what's going on. Again. If you want to go there one time, tell them all your problems and never go back. I'm not suggesting that because yeah. that's really not healthy. But even if that's going to help you that day to get to the next day, if that's what you got to do. Yeah. Then do it. And then they can also help you. They can tell you like different things that you can do like I don't know like words of affirmation if you know people who struggle with self-image or self-esteem issues breathing working out you know family will just be like I mean family family you know might also recommend the same things or whatever but I don't know it's different yeah it's different when you talk to family as opposed to talking to even like talking to your family versus talking to your friends like yeah they both have different biases Mm -hmm. but for me like it's always been easier to talk to my friends about like my problem yeah well I know especially since we started the podcast you and I talk a whole bunch now (laughs) yeah and I like talk to you about my stuff even though we talked before but now we just talk extra yeah 
extra yeah since extra we got more. this extra more since we got this gig exactly it's just i don't know well i'm an open book like i'll tell anybody anything mm-hmm. i have no shame probably should have a little bit but i don't it's all right yeah <laughs> but i mean when you think that there's like probably over 200 different like mental illnesses out there mm. which is wild and you think there's still people who like a either don't know that they have a mental illness because a doctor tells them that they're fine because they're not going to the right doctor yeah you know that's a whole separate issue and honestly in that case you have to just be your own advocate yeah and some people suffer from more than one without even oh, yeah realizing it a hundred percent and some of the people it's like all environmental like yeah like definitely my i think i mentioned it before with uh, in the group chat i'm pretty sure like right now i'm totally fine mm-hmm. totally fine i'm i was watching mortal kombat i was doing my little embroidery thing i ate i'm good but once nighttime hits that's when my anxiety is like hey do you think like maybe you're annoying to everyone no or do you think your boyfriend really wants to be with you or i bet all your friends really hate you yeah it's like oh you found this meme it's so funny do you are you sure you want to send it to your friends do you think they want to see it haven't they had enough of you today even though i sometimes i don't text a lot during the day but it's like do you think they want to hear that from you? Like it's a whole bunch of bull. And then, so I'll be in bed. My chest starts to tighten. I start to feel super uncomfortable. I can't go to sleep until like butt crack of fucking the next day. Yes, quite. It's a lot. I know my main thing that I had anxiety about, which now I know is irrational, is that it was kind of like a Truman Show situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I want to say... No, but I think I know what you're talking, what you're going about. It was when I thought that like my family, my friends, everything was a lie. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. I was like, my family doesn't love me. And I have no idea why I felt this way. I'm sure I should probably go to therapy about this. And that's great that I'm talking about this on a mental health episode, having not gone to therapy about this. But I mean, that's the point of this episode. <laughs> but that is, I mean, at least I'm self-aware to know that I have issues. Yeah. Anyway, it was a Truman Show type of situation where I thought that, like, my family didn't love me. My friends didn't love me. Anytime I had a boyfriend, like, it was fake. You know what I mean? Like, someone told them just to go out with me because they felt yeah. bad for me. All That's, my friends were only friends with me because they felt bad for me. When when I started dating my person now, in the beginning, I would tell him, I'm like, this is a prank. Right? This is all a lie. Fucking Ashton Kutcher's gonna come out and be like, bitch, you've been punked. Nobody likes you. And like, God bless him for being so patient with me because (laughs) thank the Lord. And he's like, he'll and he'll be like, Yeah, this is totally a prank. This is all this is this is this is all a lie. While 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 he's like hugging me and like giving me a kiss, he goes, No, yeah, this is this is trash. This is all I'm like, yeah, this is all a lie. I go. This is the worst prank anybody's pulled. He goes, yeah, you and I have been a month together. This is the longest running prank, probably. I'm trying I'm like, to get yeah. the Guinness Book of World Records, actually. Yeah. 
so yeah i definitely in the beginning of my relationship it was it was like that no that's how i feel. it's honestly like in ninth grade is when it all started i don't know why mm-hmm. i don't know how that came about but i think that lasted up until like a long time yeah but i just thought like everything was fake about my entire life girl i it's- mean we're all this is all a simulation so i mean that's we're all in the matrix <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, it's just like weird. It really is like mental health issues are just weird. Yeah. They're not weird in the sense that like they're bad, but it's like, it's weird how they come about, how they work. That's what I mean. How how, like all of a sudden, like, like my anxiety will be triggered if I'm in a room full of like loud people, like really, really loud people, like yeah um it'll be triggered if i'm like in a really hot room where like air isn't moving and i feel like i can't breathe mm-hmm. or it'll be triggered if like i'm hear people like really arguing yeah like arguing to the point where i think they're gonna like get in a fight mm-hmm. which doesn't happen that often but it's yeah. just weird how all of a sudden and sometimes you'll just be watching a nice little TV show like RuPaul's Drag Race and all of a sudden you'll be like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm having a heart attack. And you're like, I will just walk this, watch this queen kill that runway. And now I feel like I'm going to die. What, what for? Yeah. Correct. I mean, I know it was good, but I didn't think it was good enough to actually kill me. I mean, they said slay, but not me. No. <laughs> like, they slayed it, but I... I don't want to die. I know. No, but there's like, and it's just like, you really honestly have to do whatever it's going to do to like keep your own mental health. Yeah. And sometimes it's like really hard, especially when we were studying music. music. (laughs) Like, like when I see, when I see like a lot of famous celebrities and artists that are, you know, struggle with, with anxiety or depression or stuff like that i'm like girl same i i completely understand and then like people on the outside are like oh but why are they like that they have everything that they've ever wanted yeah they're loved by everyone and yeah that might be true but yeah nobody really knows the struggle of what it is to work in music or to be an artist or to be famous like i'm not or to be famous yeah famous up on a pedestal but that's the whole reason why some of them do have major like mental health issues is because their fans will put them up on this pedestal and they feel like they can't do or say anything yeah contradict who people think they are correct so here's the thing Uh famous people are just people okay they just have a lot of money but guess what they still shit the same, just like you and me. Okay. They just yeah. have more expensive things. Correct. But the same opinion, problems. They have the same, they don't, they have different problems. I don't know if we have the same problems. Well, I mean, like problems as in like struggling with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mental health. But like, I feel like celebrities have changed so much since the birth of the internet, which is a whole other issue. The internet is a dumpster fire, but incredible at the same time. Yeah, I was, I was a two heads of, 
I watched, I was watching yesterday um, a documentary on Discovery Plus about this YouTuber that I've never heard before, but he was apparently super famous. Um, it's a YouTuber named Onision. Never heard of him. Same, same bitch, but you're about to learn about him today. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. He's a super, he was a super popular YouTuber, like starting back when like YouTube was starting, like when it started back in, <laughs> back in like, the- back in the internet time, right? Back in the stone age. Yeah, back in the stone age when YouTube just started in like 2004. And they had weird videos like Charlie and Candy Mountain on there. Yeah, shit like that. But but that's how long he's been on YouTube. And so it's just now in these past last couple of years coming out that he's a predator and he was targeting um young girls. But that's coming out with a lot of these YouTubers that have been in the game for a very yeah. long time. That's coming out about a lot of them. Yeah, and, and I noticed I, Dawson, that's coming out about him too. Yeah. I noticed that in the documentary a lot of the girls were i'm talking like i'm talking about i want to say i don't want to say his first victim but i guess it was his first victim her name she was um her name was shiloh she was i think 16 when she met him and she was a big fan of his videos and stuff like that and she was a singer she was in the industry she was performing and all that jazz and she found his video just by accident pretty much on YouTube and thought he was really funny was a fan of him and all that jazz um and then like he she sent him an email and he messaged her back and then they became friends and stuff like that by that time he was 25 and getting a divorce so but they were just like talking as friends and then like things started to escalate and and all that jazz but like he made her like feel like like how he got her was like he made her feel like you know nobody really understood her her parents are doing bad things yeah like breaking her down and then by the end of their relationship she like she couldn't take the abuse anymore when they were together Mm -hmm. she couldn't take the abuse anymore and she like she had to leave and she left that relationship with PTSD, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Like there was a video that he fucking filmed and it was her having a seizure. But it was because her her body had reached the point of trauma that she broke. And she's just there like her hands shaking and he's talking to her and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, you see that she's like gone and just a whole bunch of crazy shit. And I'm like, yo, the internet is great. Not saying like, oh, the internet is bad. Like we got to get rid of it. But definitely as, as we evolve as a civilization, as people, we definitely have new problems that are created. Oh, yeah. That also add to the issues that we already have. Like we see all these celebrities that are beautiful and they seem perfect. And then now people are having body image issues or, you know, maybe develop anorexia or bulimia or, um, yeah. or, you know, people that start to eat more and all that stuff, you know? So it's like, there. like, you know, it's, it's like, it's all these, it's, 
it's like new problems that are created that just oh, evolve just our issues. The early 2000s were absolute garbage for women in the entertainment industry. Oh my God. That was the absolute worst time to be a woman in the act, any type of spotlight. You were pit against each other. You were shamed for what you dressed, how you looked. Oh, that was the worst time to be a woman. Yeah. Was the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. They were. Remember Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato were always pinned against each other. Oh, girl, I'm talking from back in the day with Britney and Christina. Oh, yeah, that too. Britney and Christina. Um, Who else? Also, I'd just like to shout out, not me forgetting for a moment that I wrote a whole ass paper on mental health. And I did remind you about it before. And I have a crisp, how many was it? 33 pages? 35. Yeah, your your research, your research project was a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Christina, like Christina and Brittany, Miley, Selena and Demi. Who else? Just a bunch of people. I know the girls of Destiny's Child, they were all pinned against each other. Oh, yeah. Um, It's just stupid shit. Like, I don't understand, like, why we have to pin and even just and even just without just without just not being famous, just in general, like why we're pit against each other to compete. And then that messes with us even more, you know, just like just as normal people, like oh, why can't you be like your sister? I hate that shit. Even though oh, I was yeah. technically the better sister. You were the good one. I'm the good one. They're like, why can't you just be like Valeria? Or, you know, if you're at a job, like, why can't, you know, oh, fucking Bills did this and you're doing this and, oh, he might be catching up to you, you know, like, and then you're like yeah. fucking busting your ass, like, fuck Bill. I'm gonna, you know, like, or just anything, you know, it's, it's a lot. I will attempt to pick out the important parts in my paper. Okay. Okay. So right now I have apparently, apparently, according to our our research that I did back in, when did we graduate? 2018. According to my research that I did from 2017 to 2018. No, early. No, 2017. No, 2017 to 2018. Yeah. Mental health dates back to 5,000 BCE. But I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. But during those times, people believe that the reasons for like people's behavior was like demonic possession. Yeah. Or you were bewitched. Correct. So people always had mental issues. It's just it's just how it was taken care of. Correct. Especially like in the the ages of, you know, black and white TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the 50s, in the 40s, when it's a, when it was a lot more conservative, you know, women in the house, men out working. Shh, don't talk about your problems. Yeah. They're like, you don't. You, you, you let your husband know that you're sad? Yeah. He's going to leave you for his younger. No, they're husband. like, yeah. They're like, you can't be sad. You better fucking put on your happy face. You better put on a happy wear the best fucking dress you have do your hair put makeup on and shut up and fucking get going your kids need to be fed or you know just like you weren't allowed to talk about your problems or you know you were considered a Mm -hmm. sissy or you were too soft 
or you were selfish and considerate. Oh, yeah. Back then, I mean, I know there's people still today that, that are like that. That being gay was a mental issue when it is not. Yeah, when it's not. That's like we've we've come a long way. But I know yeah. there's still people who think that out there, but it's not. Yeah, That's even me. just like in our parents' generation. Oh yeah, yeah being yeah. sad or depressed, having anxiety. Like that was like, stop with your shit, fucking get, get out there. You know, if, and at least now my parents um, understand a bit more about it. But I know when we were younger, when we were younger, um, they didn't really get it. Like I just remembered this one instance of a friend of mine and a friend of mine from high school and Brianna talking about having social anxiety. Yeah. And social anxiety is a thing, you know? Yeah. hundred percent, you know, but of course to other people, it's like, Oh, you're just afraid of people. You just got to get out there and, you know, you just got to get out there and put yourself out there and then you won't get it. It'll go away. But it's more than just I being mean, afraid of being around people. It's the feeling of not being good enough to be around those people. Right. It's, it's Hello, the fear MC, of putting your, you know, my husband, <laughs> Yeah, it's the fear of social anxiety isn't the fear of people. It's the fear of putting yourself out there and being rejected. Correct. That's what that is. And so I remember my my friend and my sister talking about it. And at the time, I couldn't really explain or defend that. But my I remember my mom and not saying that like my mom's horrible or whatever. They just no, didn't understand. But my mom and my stepdad were like social anxiety. They're like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's just, oh, that just means that you guys are scared of talking to people. Get the fuck out of here. And, but like, and in my head, I like wanted to defend it, but I didn't know how to say it because I was young, but I understood what, you know, what my friend and my sister were talking about. Yeah. But also to that, just because like, you have an experience what someone else is going through doesn't make what they're going through any less real. Yeah. But I mean, especially for, yeah, that, and I know like that, that response came from, especially in Latino upbringings In Latino upbringings. It's like, you have to do everything. You have to go to the party. You have to go to school. You have to say hi to everybody. You have to fucking suck it up and go you know like stop being a little bit like you know stop jodiendo and all that jazz so i know like Girl, in the caribbean family it's the same thing yeah i know what you go, like you that say hi to every single person yeah i know like so i know that response comes from that and they just think it's like oh you're afraid of going out but it's not just that you can get social anxiety from i hate calling people on the phone and I know you do too. I hate. Oh, I prefer it now. Oh, you do? Good for I've you. I've gotten over that. I, I now as I as I've gotten older, <clears throat> I I will do it. But you best believe I have a full script. Yeah. Going on in my head. Okay. I have my lines, my outfit, my marker. The lighting's correct. The staging is fine. That is me before I make that call. I would just like to say my sister is. 10 years older than me and she still does the same thing that you do yeah she and has it, never liked calling people to order a pizza, like, to call about a bill to call anybody 
Yeah. And for me, at least, and I know it's like the people on the other side of the phone don't care. You know, you're just another person. They're not going to remember you and all that jazz. But my brain is like, if you fucking sound stupid, if the tone of your voice sounds weird, if you are an octave higher, if you are fucking sharp, flat, nasally, like if you ask a stupid question, like they will, they will fucking remember you for you. Like shit like that. I know. So it's, it's, it's not just being afraid. It's a lot. There's, there's a lot more to it than just like that. And I have like, I guess I could say I have like slight social anxiety, not like fully, like if I have to, like, I'll go out, but I'll fucking hate it. Yeah. I will put myself out there. If I have to public speak, son of a bitch. Well, I guess we're going to do it, but all right. If I have to perform like studio. Yeah. If I, I have to, if I have to perform, those. If I have to perform, well, fucking t- today, I am not Valeria. This is Valeria is <laughs> shitting herself outside. This person is somebody else. Like, I know. I had to, me- I would have to mentally prepare myself for a lot of things. Uh, uh, but there are people. Studio huh? days, when we had those days where we had to sing in front of people. That oh, was like for performance honest- class? Performance class was honestly, that was my worst nightmare. Because that's like, okay, because speaking about like being pinned against each other studying music but like here's the thing i consider the movie whiplash a scary movie because minus the physical based on true events yeah minus the physical abuse we anybody who studies music whether at a university or conservatory or even acting or anything with the arts we all go through things like that and like not saying that you know we were fucking tortured while we studied or you know and stuff like that like we weren't treated horribly but they were definitely moments and we were definitely stressed all the time when we were we were stressed like we weren't tortured or anything but we were definitely stressed every single time we stepped into the arts and letters building anyway back to mental health well, I mean, we were, that was a part of mental health. So it's just a little bit, it's, it's just situations where you feel like you can't win. Yeah. That doesn't help either. And I know people don't, the people who do do it, uh, they think that they mean well, but it doesn't come, on, come off that way. And there's a lot of people that do struggle with that. So I know we, sh- I feel like we shit on, us studying music a lot i don't think we shit on it i but just feel like I don't, we tell it exactly how it is like that's not yeah. me sitting on it like if you want to go be a music major go do it. do it if that's what you're passionate about do it but you have to have the mental fortitude in order to do you it. you do yeah and you have to be ready and if even if you don't have the mental fortitude to do it go do it but you have to learn how to like pick yourself be okay. up be okay being feel like you're on fire all the time and be okay knowing that you have 10,000 things to do at once. I mean, aside from music, I feel like the stresses of just being a student yeah. is a lot too. Like, do you, I don't know what it is about spring semester, but spring semester was like the most stressful semester. Oh, not me. That was, easy. no, I mean, I mean, not for like me, but like, I don't, I'm, I'm saying like what I've noticed in general, like spring semester, I, I guess because it was like the end of the, it's the ending of the school year. And like spring semester was like rough for people. And I had no idea. I remember spring semester. That's when like people started like dropping out or 
committing you what it suicide. Was. It was too. Huh? It was, it was the fact that sightseeing two and sightseeing four were both in spring semester. Mm. No, but I mean, just like me. students. No, I know, but I'm saying for me. Yeah. No, but I, I noticed a lot like that people would be like, yo, man, spring semester is rough. And I'm like, I agree. And I don't know why. But oh, it was like fall was harder. For me, I fall was harder. I had to harder. actually get back in the rhythm of being a student. But spring was smooth sailing. For me, it wasn't for me, fall for me, spring was a bit stressful because it was the end of the school year and we had to finish things. Um, and I know I had to move out and all that jazz and get everything done. And hopefully I kept my scholarship. It was like that. Anyways, Hippocrates discovered that illness came from natural occurrences in the body. He was that right. Was, that was like when people finally went, hey, maybe little Timmy's not possessed. Maybe he's got something yeah. going on in there. Yep. Maybe little Timmy was born this way. <clears throat> yeah. And it's uh, since then, um, mental health has evolved and taken on different like types of names over the years. First discussions of mental health as we know it today were in late 19th and early 20th centuries. Mm. But back then, they were called it mental hygiene. Girl, mental hygiene. Mm-hmm. It was first used by William Sweetster. <laughs> you said William, and my brain went William Shatner. Oh, well, that too. In Talking Captain Kirk over here. However, it was not until a man named Clifford Beers attempted suicide in 1900 due to work-related stress and <clears throat> spent time in institutions for the insane. During his time at these various like different hospitals, he was mm-hmm. shocked at the treatments given to like other fellow patients. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, like work-related that's, stress. That's People- how like those institutions started to get reform and stuff like that because yeah. he was like, y'all, this ain't right. Yeah. This <laughs> This hey right. You shouldn't be giving people lobotomies, electric shock therapy, fucking hydrotherapy. That stuff where you like drill holes in the side of people's heads to like let the blood to, out. Yeah, or relieve pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think was it JFK, one of JFK's daughter or a niece, she was given a lobotomy. I, it was a big thing back then, and now we know that's like completely unethical. Yeah, I mean, they would fucking give people lobotomies for anything. Correct. For being gay, gay. for being depressed, for a kid having a bad attitude. Just ADHD. ADHD. When it was undiagnosed. No, um, the guy Beers began a movement by organizing a committee for mental hygiene in Connecticut in 1908. Um... The first attempt to measure mental illness in any capacity by the United States was conducted in 1840. Hmm. Um, I like how I was about to read the chart shown illustrates how the census has evolved over the next hundred. You guys can't see the chart. I love that chart. (laughs) That's a nice chart that I can't see. Yeah, it says in 1902, after the first census in 1840, in 1902, Congress established the U.S. U.S. The U.S. Bureau of the Census and prohibits further general censuses of special classes. Which, 
<laughs> um, but like mental health has had a long, long history. Yeah. Like it started in 1840 and we still here. Yeah. And we're still learning. Um, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and behave. Throughout the past hundred years, mental health has come a long way in recent years, become more and more common for people to acknowledge that they have mental health issues and seek treatment. Yeah. A couple of celebrities drawing attention to the current issue that is mental health. People have begun to feel slightly more comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's not as stigmatized. Um, one in six adults, this was back in 2017. So one in six adults lives with mental illness. Like, oh, my thing here says nearly one in five American adults live with a diagnosable mental health condition. Oh, well, I guess that works. In, yeah, I have 43.8 million adults experience mental illness in any given year. Nearly one in five, twa. Girl, one in 25 adults in America live with a serious mental illness, and one half of all chronic mental illnesses begin by the age of 14. Oh, that's the same thing you just read. Yeah. Is it a green and blue chart? No. Okay. It says here half of all lifetime mental illnesses begin by age 14 and 75% by age 24. I have here the average delay between onset mental illness symptoms and treatment is 11 years. That sounds about right. Yeah. Because I mean, by the time that you realize it's like, oh, shit, I think. I have an issue. It's a long time. Oh yeah. Cause sometimes it takes people like sometimes, well, in the beginning, you honestly probably do just think you're just like a little sad. Yeah. Like it took me a while. More and more frequent. You're like, yeah, it took me a while to be like, it it took me until last year, which is 24. Um, where I was like, no, I definitely do suffer from these things. I do definitely suffer from anxiety. My loneliness is literally killing me. Um, yeah, it's it was literally was. Um, Shout out to Britney Spears, who really has gone through the mental health ringer. Girl, but that's a separate. That's a we separate one. Talk about mental illness, and then we'll get to that. But I mean, yeah. It says here suicide is suicide. It says here suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34 in the US and the 10th leading cause of death in the US. This is just a quick side note. People who say stop talking about suicide, bitch, no. That's the whole problem right mm-hmm. there. Because if you stop talking about it, more people are going to commit it. Right, but because nobody are, wants to talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about it. I mean, if we don't talk about it, then we'll never have resources that are created. There will never be like somebody to be like, you know what? We need to really look into this and see what's going on and what we can do. If we don't talk about it and pretend like it's not there. That's how we got into this mess in the first place. Exactly. I have, this is approximately 10.2 million adults have co-occurring mental health and addiction disorders, which is, Mm. I think for some people, obviously not for all people, that's the reason why you get an addiction in the first place is because you have an undiagnosed mental disorder that you don't know how to deal with. You're not capable to deal with by yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I think therapy should honestly be free. 
yeah, I think it should be part of um, what's it called? Like, what's what's um, happen if I would? What's your what's your primary care and like gyn visits? What does that fall under? That you know how like it's free. That's an excellent question. I I forgot what it's called, but I feel like I think it's like wellness. Yeah, your wellness visits are your wellness visits. I feel like therapy should be under the thing of wellness visits because you're like first of all therapy is expensive therapy is expensive i understand therapy is expensive like a lot 26 percent of homeless adults staying in shelters live with a serious mental illness which i believe i have here and you know i feel like well yeah because if you're homeless that's there there are definitely situations that's another thing it's situations that are out of your control that also cause oh yeah like i have here like transgender adults are nearly 12 times more likely to attempt attempt suicide and that's like yeah of course you can't believe that yeah it's like of course because one these people like these poor beautiful people are just trying to accept themselves for who they really are and how they were born and you know they get they get left and right like no there's something wrong with you if you were born a boy you stay a boy you know and then when they finally transition they get the outcry of like like even if they were a full-blown woman couldn't even tell otherwise and then they say like I'm transgender. I was born a boy. And they're like, Ooh, like, no. And then like guys will be weirded out, you know, like, Oh, that's, does that make me gay? Like, no, because that is literally a woman in front of you. I get the coming out journey and I do, I get it because we're still not at that point. Unfortunately, for people just to live their most authentic life, like they really have, you know, Mm -hmm. But I just really wish that, like, and I and I know everybody I feel- could just camp with the program and like gay yeah. and transgender people be and just live their life. Like, yeah, I feel so bad as a straight person that gay people feel like they have to come out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you feel like not that they owe us anything, but like you owe us an explanation as to why you're just yeah. That's that's what I live Like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, that also comes from like I feel like that they have to do that because it comes from like this sense of like us who are going to find out like we are entitled to know right that you are gay like no if you want to tell me don't tell me just be like you know we are not entitled to know anything about celebrities okay that too was zero explanation about their lives they are literally people just like us who have way more money and way more talent in some areas mm-hmm. or just in general we put them up on these pedestals and idolize them like they're the like some of them are terrible people some of them are terrible 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 people and you're idolizing them like they're the most humanitarian person in this world yeah i and mean that just that is stressful for them yeah the fact that you are pitting like as an ordinary person in this world this person is pinning their entire look after this person like this you ain't never gonna be a bottle 
okay. Like you're going to be the best phone you can be, but you shouldn't like base your whole identity around a person that probably may never know your name. Correct. Be your own person. Be who you want to be. And I promise I'm like in a soul. <laughs> but I just want everybody to live their like happiest life. And again, gotta contradict myself again. If you idolizing this person and dressing like them and being is gonna make you happy, then go for it. Yeah. But even but then also, you have to recognize that that you have if that's gonna be your your soul way of happiness like your soul something is wrong with that if that's going to be like the only thing that makes you happy the only thing where your happiness comes comes from you have to think about what if that's taken away what are you going to do are you going to be unhappy no you have to find happiness within yourself within yourself because like every time miss mr or mrs water bottle water bottle water bottle changes their look are you going to change your look after their look like exactly this is turned into just a random talking that's because you're passionate about this i just like i just want everybody to like do whatever they want to do but happy yeah (laughs) and healthily like i mean the rest of my paper is pretty much like about mental health in the music industry mm-hmm. and how it's it's gotten better, but it used to be a literal dumpster fire. Yeah. When you think that record labels, I'm sure they still do it, but probably not as, I don't know, I would hope not as bad as they used to, like literally buy their bands, like cocaine, drugs, everything. Oh, no, I'm 100% sure people they you, still do it. I know. But, like, you think back to, like, the 80s, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, when them like, they to keep them going. Like, I yeah. don't know if people realize that most music artists are treated like a piece of machinery. Correct. Like, they are a person, yes, but not how their record label views them. They're a product. Yeah. So, if that product is not working, it's not making any money, so it's useless. Yeah. So yeah. going back to the whole Britney Spears thing, she was forced to go, 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 go. So in 2007, she went through a divorce, lost her kids, everything with her record label, people were stealing money. And she went, yeah. she has to like, keep it. Like, like that- when, we, when we saw her like shaving her head and her like going to hit a, umbrella smash a window with an umbrella back then we're like oh my god that's crazy but now as an adult now as an adult now as an adult you think about it and you're like you know what i understand that i i too want to fucking smash an umbrella through a window and i did shave my head i will bust your windows out your car like like you told especially back back then that was not you that's not a thing like oh no she's just crazy but now as an adult, you think about it, he's like, damn, imagine the shit she must have been going through. All I that mean, jazz. Was, here's, a, here's when it really started to decline rapidly for Britney. As soon as she had that Vegas wedding, everyone said that was literally it went yeah. down. 
Am I wrong? It was the Vegas wedding being married for less than three days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the beginning of the end of her image. Yeah. And I know, like, I know I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not a saint. I know definitely back then I thought Britney was crazy. I was like, and I, and I stopped being a fan told to believe yeah and I stopped and plus we were young and you know I stopped being a fan of Britney I'm like oh no she's crazy look at what she's doing her poor kids she shouldn't have her kids and all that jazz but now like as I'm older I'm like no I support Britney somebody go fucking save Britney somebody go get her like I just want her to be happy leave Britney leave Britney alone now I completely understand Chris Crocker. And yeah. Anybody who doesn't know who Chris Crocker is, look it up. Look it up. Leave Britney alone. Leave Britney alone. Leave Demi alone. Who else needs to be left alone? But like, they all- Everyone alone. Leave everyone alone. Like, I think we as a collective society need to stop placing these artists up on pedestals. Or just anyone. Just don't- idolize people just stop no idolizing people in anything that you do here's the thing it's okay to be a fan of someone and enjoy the movies they make and the work they put out but you shouldn't they're not like end all be all of like telling us what is right and wrong yeah like did you see too far did you see like they're all in these commercials telling us what products to buy what medication to take what clothes to wear shoes to wear what what to eat what kind of diet we should do what we should bleach our teeth like stop telling me what i should do with my life and i know you're just trying to make a buck respect the hustle okay i respect it but that needs to stop yeah like the fact that Henry Cavill had to put out a statement pretty much telling people to s- leave him alone mm-hmm. and stop, you know, le- keep your opinions to yourself. Because he doesn't care. Yeah, because I know, like, I don't know what it is. Like, when pe- when I found out he was dating somebody, was I bummed? Yeah, for two seconds. But then I saw the type of woman he was with. She's fucking smart as shit. And I was like, you know what? Good for you, Henry. Nick Jonas is the love of my life. And guess what? Nick Jonas is the love of my life. When if I found Henry out... is happy, then it's not your problem. Right. And Nick Jonas being the love of my life, okay? Not once was I ever... Maybe when I was younger, but that's because everybody was pinning Miley against everybody else. And I was young and stupid. Um, But I've never been like, fuck that bitch for marrying Nick or putting out there like, how dare you date him? You should go kill it. No, when I found out that he fucking married Priyanka Chopra, I was so happy because guess what? I love Priyanka Chopra. And if you're really a fan or if you're really someone who cares about someone in general, if you love them, then just be happy for them. Don't be a hater. If that's their life, it's not a cute can do it. It's not cute. I just don't understand, like, and I've heard people say this, and I, I'm like, that's dumb to say. People are like, stop making stupid people famous. And I'm like, no, it's cool to make stupid people famous, but, like, just stop listening to what they said. Right. You know, you could be a stupid actor, 
Like for all we know, just because this is an example, Henry Cavill could be the dumbest fucking box of rocks on this earth. He could. We don't know. I don't know him personally, but does he act well? And do I enjoy him? Hell yeah. Am I going to watch other movies he's in? Correct. Like, Priyanka Chopra, she could be dumb as a box of rocks. I don't think so. No, she's but, smart as shit, but know, yes. But I'm just saying, like, we don't know these people personally, okay? We are not their friends. We are not their loved ones. So we literally have zero room, okay? Just be a fan of their work. Do yeah. not penalize them. Because people don't realize that, that what they're doing affects them and hurts them and it's that that thing that sense of entitlement that people feel like no you can not date that person like how dare nick jonas marry priyanka chopra without advising me fucking susan in minnesota in the middle of nowhere how dare he not contact me directly like no but I just, I mean, I guess that some people just need to focus more on themselves. Yeah. And that, 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 celebrities who manage to like toe that line of mm -hmm. like giving you just enough information where you feel like you know them and like just barely enough. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they know how to keep their personal life personal. Yeah. And their public life, like they give you, which is good. Yeah. But I, I also feel like going back to reeling back into the mental health part. I think like those, one, those people hurt these poor celebrities or you just hurt people in general. Anyone who idolizes anyone who's a fan of anything, anyone, anywhere. Um, also, it like, if you find yourself being completely destroyed by anything that the, these celebrities or anyone that you admire do, you need to look at yourself and be like, why does it feel like my entire life is ending because of this person that does not know me? Correct. Has never interacted with me. Like, that's where you need to be like, what am I missing? What why do I, what do I feel like this? you know, and stuff like that. But it's, it's just, that's where it's like mental health issues on both sides. Oh yeah. Like from the giver because, and the taker, like it's. Because we as a collective society are putting so much pressure on these celebrities to be perfect, to sell the right product, to put out the correct music, make the right movies, you know, and they are giving us unrealistic standards of happiness. Mm -hmm. so it's literally like a snake eating its own tail yeah it has to be one of those situations where like you have to realize that and this just doesn't pertain to celebrities or anything like that but anything that isn't good for you mentally like isn't feeding your soul isn't making you happy you need to like remove yourself from that situation whether it's a friend a loved one a certain type of food like if milk doesn't agree with you get rid of it if your best friend doesn't agree with you Get rid of it. <laughs> if she says no, kick her out. Yeah. And this is just a side note. 
I know it's easier for women to talk about mental health issues, but I feel like it's really bad for men because they're always yeah. told to be strong, don't cry, don't yeah. act like a woman. And here's the thing, like feel your feelings. Like yeah. emotions aren't gender specific. Everybody has them. Everyone was born with emotions. Fucking let men cry. Let men, let men be have anxiety. Let men feel sad. Let, you know, let, let men be men. Like this whole stupid shit of like, no, he's the man. He has has the fort. No, let them be human. That's why I like, I tell my, my boyfriend, I'm like, I always tell him because I mean, he sees me fucking break down all the time. Um, but I, that's why like, I, I support that of him, you know, like if he ever feels bad, like don't, don't feel bad for feeling, you know, like, yeah. Tell, tell me, girl, don't feel bad for feeling bad. Yeah. No, tell me what's wrong. You want to cry, cry it out. We'll both cry together. Like that's the thing. Like let my, my fucking son. Oh yeah. Our kids are going to be the most, our kids, well kids. our kids are going to be well as well as emotionally well adjusted we can make them but like i will allow my both of my kids whatever gender they decide to be and i think that to express themselves because i don't want them to hold that in and just be in pain all the time that needs to be released i think that also be released. like you have to take take you have to teach your kids like emotional intelligence. Like you can't just yell at them whenever you get mad, like, or whenever they do something bad, like you have to ask them, like, why did you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, and I know some people think that's stupid, like talking to kids, like they're adults, but I mean, there's a reason why they are, they are not even like that. They're adults. Just speak to them. Like they are coherent beings with their own opinions and emotions. And if you talk to them and get on their level, you know what I'm saying? And ask them like, hey, why do you feel sad? I'm sad because my ice cream is all gone. Well, yes, yeah. is it a trivial problem? But they yeah. don't know that. Yeah. And it's and and also like just because you didn't experience what they're experiencing doesn't make their experience any less of important. Like just because just because you grew up with ice cream all the time in your fridge and you've never experienced the feeling of not having ice cream. Mm-hmm. doesn't make their feeling any less ridiculous because that's yeah. their experience and to round that's off this episode and to round off this episode for anyone that feels any kind of anything that you feel like it's hindering you whether any mental illness anxiety depression an addiction or substance abuse like or suicidal thoughts, like anything that you feel like you, there is something wrong. Yeah. Talk to someone. If you don't feel comfortable talking to family, talk to someone else. There's a lot of hotlines for a lot of things. Talk to an animal if you need to get started. An animal can't even talk back to you or a baby. Just talk to anything. If you talk to a friend, talk to family, talk to a professional, call a hotline, you know, do something that makes you happy, do something that makes you comfortable. Fucking fucking take that mental health day. 
Yeah, call take out your motherfucking mental health day. If you feel that you will not be able to perform anything in your life at the top, at the tippity top to the best of your ability, to the because top. the titty top to the best of your ability, because of your mental health, fucking take your day. Guess what? Take your, your day. job does not give a shit. Okay, you take your mental health day. Yeah, uh, they they do not give a shit. They if, don't if you give get, a shit. Yeah, if you get fired or if you quit, guess what? They're gonna find somebody else. So Which we spend, but yeah, but you still, need to take care of you. but still, like while you're there wallowing, they've moved on. I know. So it doesn't matter. While you're there stressing about work, or whatever, they don't give a shit that you're stressed. So if you need exactly. to take a day to get take a day, take a day. Yeah, and we love you. You are loved. You're not alone. Even if you might feel like you are alone, I get that because it happens to me. Yeah. Um, I'm literally married. I'm with someone 24 seven. I still feel alone. Correct. Yes. I have five friends and a full family and I still feel alone. So it's totally fine. But yeah, everyone, let's just support each other. You know, it's mental health awareness, but let's just not leave it for this month. Let's be aware forever oh, yeah forever let's help each other out let's not bring each other down let's try and listen to each other correct and don't be an idiot do good things and please still wash your hands and your ass um if you don't want to wear a mask since now we don't have to wear masks if you're vaccinated um then don't but don't be a bitch about it if somebody's wearing a mask same thing happens if you're wearing a mask and somebody else isn't wearing it. Don't be a bitch about it. Just don't be a bitch about anything. Correct. Just live your life. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. yeah. Live your life. Live your life. We love you. We hope this episode was helpful in some way or another. Somewhere. I know we went on some tangents, but we've hit things anyway. Sign, cosine, tangent, all of it. Correct. That was a terrible joke. And that was a good math joke. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye.